Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host all the way from Tucson, PK. How are you tonight? It's a beautiful day. We didn't have any rain today. How about that? <laughs> wow. That's nice in Arizona. Couple of days. Yeah, very different for us. I guess that's a good thing. I guess it is. Least, Gee. Yeah. Well, we've had very mild temperatures. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know if you know, but out here, we've been in like the 50s, 60s. It's like, what is going on out here? This is supposed to be winter. I'm not complaining. I will take this wow. warm weather. It's great. So instead of having snow, we have rain, which is good. We don't well, have to plow that. Well, that's what we're having here. Oh, the 50s and how 60s interesting. and rain. Hmm. Whoa. I'll have to figure that well, one out. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I, I hear we're getting we're going to get some cold temperatures coming up, unfortunately, but that's winter. So tell us what's going on. You've been taking a look at all the numbers to see what we're in for. So what do you have? Well, one of the things first, I'm just going to mention that this is a nine December is a nine month, which is ending old things but making way for new things. So it's going to be an emotional time for everybody. And the holidays, of course, bring that out in us. Anyway, so we've got that. We're like bookends. But I took a look at something else, and I didn't think about the fact that the United States is going into a nine-year. So the entire 2023 is going to deal with endings of old things. And I pray to God we all know what some of those old things should be that we can get rid of. But uh, <laughs> yes. it's going to give us some issues to deal with some of the past things so that we can review them and redo them and possibly resolve some of the issues that we've been dealing with. And I won't say it has anything to do with the government, but that's a possibility. Wouldn't I like it to yeah. be that way? Yes. But it's going to be yes. a very high emotional time. And we're leaving the nine months going into a nine year. The universe is going to be going into a seven, so we're going to have a lot of tricksters going on around us with certain things. But mm-hmm. that seven-nine combination for us, it's going to be a little dicey this coming year. But if you pay attention to it, it's an excellent time for learning and teaching, and God knows we could use a lot of that on the street. So it's going to give us some opportunities. Don't believe in false gods, let's put it that way. They're going to try to dazzle us with their footwork. And if you pay attention to the spiritual side, you're going to get a lot of good help. But it's it's going to be an interesting year. There's going to tend to be some accident proneness and some mistakes being made. But if we're patient and work with each other, 
we're going to get out of it in pretty good shape. But like I said, hang, get the bumper boards up because next year is going to be a ride. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope we Great can soul. resolve some of these, these issues that we've been facing this year and, and have been unable to move forward on. So let's hope mm-hmm. both personally and, and as a nation that, that we can get these things back where they belong. So we'll see, but that's good, yeah, yeah. good information. Say that Definitely again? We have opportunities. I said we have oh, well, plenty of opportunities that we get to do stick to the gun of what we know and don't feel that we have to go along with the crowd because that's what somebody says. They say whatever. That's garbage. Trust within yourself and trust in the powers that be. We're going to be in good shape. I hope so. Goodness, we deserve it, don't we? Oh, God, yes, after this last year. <laughs> yes, and the year ma'am. before? <laughs> yeah. Even better. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I also, you know, I want to talk about something. It's not a pleasant subject. However, I have to say how impressed I am with the Internet community and how they've been approaching it. And what I'm talking about is this incredibly sad and horrible crime where the four co-eds were murdered in their home about three weeks ago. Just absolutely horrific. But I've been following what people are saying and how these crime you know, true crime organizations have gotten together. Mm-hmm. They're looking for clues themselves. And they have pieced together some really solid information. And I think a number of them have already solved this crime. Now, what they've done is take a look at footage that the police didn't even look at. They also uh, have been networking amongst each other and have pieced together timelines that make total sense, motives which make total sense. It is truly amazing, and I have to give a shout-out to all of them, because they cared enough to take a look at this crime, and they want to help. They want to get this person caught. And I just am so impressed with how they've done it. And obviously not everybody has come to the same conclusion, but many have. And it is really interesting. I mean, when I took a look at it, I did it very briefly, uh, psychically, and I just saw that this person had to be a hunter. And I also saw that he had to be connected somehow to um, possibly the police department, et cetera. I've come to find out one of the suspects they are looking at, the online community, uh, the family, in fact, has been donating quite a bit to a number of local institutions. So we'll see how this this happens. But it's so it's so interesting that so many people are coming online and really talking from their heart about how they feel for the family and also for the four young people that had their lives cut short so suddenly. So it's been an interesting, positive experience from what I've witnessed, and I think it's great. I think it's great that people are trying to find this person and, again, bring them to justice. So hopefully that will be soon. But in the meantime, uh, you think that would be great? Because... Because it's a nine month, it ends old things, and everybody that ah. has been trying to deal with it, and it's also dealing with communication, which is the three of December. So we've right. got a combination here that 
it's stockpiling the good stuff to work forward. And I think we'll see something happen before this month is over. Wouldn't I'll that pray be for great. the family the families, what they've been yeah. through. Yeah, they've been through hell, and they still are there. So, yeah, it would be great to see this come to resolution and, and whoever did this brought to some form of justice, if there ever can be justice for something like this. So, anyways, I also want to point people in the direction of our homepage because on SupernaturalGirls.com we have lots of wonderful health products. Some of them are are technical, they're, I mean, incredible technology from Dr. Weber that's available and also from Air Energy. Take a look there and also the liquid vitamins. I love liquid vitamins because I'm so tired of the pills. I don't know if you are too, but I know a lot of people are tired of swallowing so many pills and they jiggle around in your stomach. It just doesn't feel right. So these liquid vitamins are, are on the homepage. You can get a discount and just use Supernatural Girls as the coupon code, and you'll get money off your order. And the same is true for the Weber uh, watch. You will get a discount there as well. So if you have any questions on any of it, you can feel free to email me. I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have about energy and also about the Weber laser technology, which is incredible. So we have... That's for sure. Yeah, it is. No, really. We have a star tonight on the show, don't we? Yes, we do. Now, yes, we do. We have great guests, but every once in a while we get lucky. We get honored with a star, and tonight we have a star. Corey Good is with us. We love Corey. He is such a great person. He's come forward with tremendous information that we all want to hear. And we want to hear more from Corey. That's why we invited him back. He's going to be talking to us tonight about UFOs, aliens, the secret space program, but also something that has happened quite recently, which is this new industry. It's a billion-dollar industry on of surrounding the media of UFOs, aliens, etc., television shows, movies, etc. And and Corey's going to tell us about that. Now we all know that social media can be excellent and social media can also be used as a weapon against people. And Corey's going to tell us about his experience. And I'll tell you, it gives me pause because this is one of the reasons why I'll tell you, I haven't brought our show out into the forefront as I once thought I would. But there's so many factors to consider. And you are putting yourself out there, and it is not necessarily a friendly little neighborhood anymore, like it used to be years nope. ago. That's so, for sure. Anyways, we, we have a lot to, to learn from Corey tonight. Now, Corey uh, did suggest that we say this, and we will, that, that these are Corey's opinions and experiences and don't necessarily uh, you know, reflect on us or Blog Talk Radio, obviously. But we are happy to have Corey here to speak honestly about his experiences and and what is going on in the world out there with this now big business around all of the things we love. All of a sudden, this is uh, this is taking a different turn. So let me tell you, for those of you who are not familiar with our star tonight, Corey, but he is described as the insider's insider. And he has been a part of the Secret Space program. He's a whistleblower and contactee. 
film producer, content creator, and this is all based on his experience of over 20 years in an unacknowledged special access program, including Project Solar Warden, a Navy SSP that patrols our solar system and beyond. And beginning in 2014, Corey has experienced increased physical contact with ETs and inner Earth civilizations that prepared him to be a messenger to convey the importance of spiritual focus and inner work during Earth's transition into higher density consciousness, which has already begun. So retaining many insider contacts, Corey was credited as the first to leak Defense Intelligence Agency documents verifying the Pentagon's UFO investigative unit disclosed in 2017. We are so blessed to have Corey Good with us tonight. So, Corey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. You know, we we loved having you on last time. We were so thrilled you made the time to uh, to come and be with us and talk about all of these great, great things that are going on for the most part. And please feel free to share with everybody what you've been doing. You've been very busy with your own projects. You're extremely obviously creative, and you've been involved in the creative side of all of this for a long time. But you can, let me just say, start wherever you want, and we'll follow you down this rabbit hole to see um, where it takes us tonight, because there's so much to talk about. So I'm going to let you go. Sure. Yeah, you know, well, as many of you know, in 2015, I kind of burst onto the scene with uh, a television show with David Wilcock called Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia TV. Um, It ran for... We were on it for eight seasons, and then, um, you know, from the very beginning when I came out with my testimony, we had lots of just trolls and attackers and detractors and all of that, which is to be expected, you know. You put yourself into uh, the public eye, you have to have a thicker skin. So public figures are expected to have a little bit thicker of a skin. So, you know, that took a little time, but I developed it. But, you know, things, you know, seeing, I I was telling David Wilcock recently, I feel like Jonah, who has been inside the whale, and the whale is Mm. the uh, disclosure industry. And I have seen it from the outside, but I've seen it from the inside. And I've seen every rib and slid down the tongue. (laughs) It is a deep, nasty beast. Um, I found out very quickly that, you know, the disclosure community isn't just a community. It is an industry, and it is a multi-billion dollar industry. You know, Gaia TV arguably made over $250 million off of my uh, life story and intellectual property on our show. Um, These uh, events that you see going around that people go to, like Conscious Life Expo, some of those make, you know, five, $10 million. A lot of these smaller uh, venues make anywhere from a half million to $2 million. And, you know, they're paying people that come and speak, you know, basically peanuts. And these people are making a lot of money and it's become a really big industry. And the people that run these events all speak with each other and blacklist people when needed, when they feel like they need to, Um, you know, a lot of them have been, 
compromise by selling parts of their businesses to other to corporations, you know, like Gaia. Um, you know, who you know, many people know that uh, I'm in a lawsuit with with Gaia. Um, it's been going on for about two years. It's actually a racketeering RICO uh, lawsuit. Um, wow. Also in- includes uh, trademark violations. Um, basically, we're alleging that um, they used um, one of their producers to go into the background and spread all sorts of stories about me, to have me blacklisted at events, which is what happened and then to gaslight and coordinate with all of my uh, trolls out there and detractors and then pushed it to a point of becoming actual cyber stalking. You know, David Wilcock and I have both submitted very deep, uh, deep reports, uh, thick reports to the FBI and local police. And um, so, you know, at first, you know, everyone was, you know, coming, you know, thinking that I was just opening lawsuits and going after everyone. But, you know, we gave Gaia three years to try to um, come to the table. But instead, they brought on actors that came on, you know, like Jason Rice and uh, this, uh, uh, it's a couple of other people that are, you know, basically building and basing stories saying they were in the secret space program off of my testimony and they took my tv shows down and 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 had their testimony up on the on my episodes down and and only kept up the episodes of people who were copying me um so all of this turned it it encouraged people to come out more in the background and and try to make money off of my story which they have and, and are still doing um but you know, just in the last year, Gaia has not just the trademark and RICO suit with me, but they have uh, a patent civil suit, patent violation civil suit with NEC, a multi-billion dollar corporation, if not trillion, um, a copyright suit with Antarctica Films. Um, a, 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 they completely just copied and redid their television show uh, that they did in South America pretty blatantly. You know, so that's trademark, patent, and copyright. That's the trifecta for intellectual property theft. And that's what's <laughs> happening in this community is massive intellectual property theft. They also have a class action lawsuit against them for releasing uh, their subscribers' personal data uh, to Facebook. And uh, they just settled an SEC probe uh, and investigation into uh, fraud and whistleblower mistreatment. And they're having to pay over $2 million uh, as a fine. And uh, now um, you have like at least six different, five or six different class action lawsuit firms that are trying to get all of the investors together to do a class action lawsuit against, um, you know, against them. So that's like five pretty hefty lawsuits. Yeah, and, you know, the thing that a lot of people, if I could just interject for a second, a lot of people that don't get involved in legal things, like, you know, that are as big as this, don't understand one big thing. Not only the expense that's involved for people, but also the time. And this is a very time-consuming situation, especially when it gets as, as big as it is now. And it takes you away from the things that you really would prefer to be doing, 
whether it's, you know, you're writing or you're producing or speaking yeah. or whatever, it's, it becomes so all-consuming. And it, it creates a, a very, um, a very kind of dirty environment. You know, it's like it's hard to get your mm-hmm. next project done. It's hard, you know, to move forward with the good stuff you want to do when this is still hanging around. And so, you know, both PK and I have been around the block when it, it has come to some, you know, types of legal things. We know what's involved, and it's it's really draining. The whole thing. Is draining. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. so sad to hear that you're you've been involved in in this. Yeah, you know, and it's it's horrible. But you know, we we gave all of these people opportunities. I mean, originally we were sued by this uh, Alyssa Multibano person. Um, for I was basically accused of being married to them in another dimension, uh, invading their dreams to steal my material. Oh my god. And uh, <laughs> that I was cheating on them with my wa- by being with my wife and kids. Um, yeah. I obviously won that lawsuit. <laughs> oh, thank um, goodness. And, you know, like I said, I gave Gaia three years to try to come to the table. And then we had some issues with my old partners. Um, we gave them a year to come to the table, tried over a year trying to have them settle. And instead, they sent us an 18-page extortion letter to David Wilcock and me, uh, threatening that if we didn't turn over uh, our ownership to our two movies that David and I did, um, that they were going to go to the press and anyone who would listen, basically, and tell them that I was a drug addict, a a philanderer, or that I serially abused women, that I was a drunk, uh, a drug addict, all, just all sorts of things. Yeah, and just total disinformation. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. How would you have to do all that? <laughs> yeah, right. Good <laughs> Lord. So, so when we received those threats, um, we answered back with a lawsuit at, at the same time that we sued Gaia. And then the partners went out and right before Christmas created videos where they carried out the extortion threat, all of the lies and slander they repeated. And, of course, many in the community gobbled it up as, as their truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we recently were able to do depositions, and, um, you know, they admitted that they hadn't seen or heard, they hadn't seen with their own eyes or any evidence of any of the things they claimed about me. Uh, they said basically that um, they, with so many people talking and saying the same thing, so many people using the same rumor uh, that it had to be true. So it was their truth. And, you know, you oh. can have your truth, but, <laughs> that's but your convenient. truth can, can get you yeah. in trouble, you know. So right. they also well, and to try, trying to destroy me publicly, so that's malice. So we've got them on defamation and malice. And oh the person God. who originally wrote David and I the 18-page extortion letter uh, has uh, pulled no shows to at least two different depositions and is now refusing to show up for a deposition. Uh, seems to us is basically on the run and uh, their attorneys have just filed uh, a motion to fire their own client because he's obviously, he's, he's not willing to sit in the deposition chair and have all the hard questions asked, especially after they found yeah. out that, 
Well, well, we have incredible. like extremely comprehensive reports from cyber investigators and PIs who have dug into this, cost us so much money. Um, we have learned so much about what's going on, the criminality, the uh, collusion and coordination that's gone on in the background in this community between different public figures and companies and event organizers. It has just been a, a shocking revelation of corruption. And all of this has come from the love and light community. You know, early on when I was talking with David, um, I told him, he was like, so are you worried about getting assassinated or any of that? And, by coming out with this information. And I said, well, oddly enough, the people uh, in the SSP Alliance told me I had more to be afraid of from this community than I did the cabal. And David laughed real hard. <laughs> and he, he, said, he, he said, you know, you know what? they're probably right. Wow. <laughs> you know, they're probably grief. right. Yeah, love and light so, my rear end. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's it's Wow, what an eye-opener this is to hear these things. Now, really let me is. tell you, because this, we, you know, PK and I, we get messages from people all the time and um, about the show, and, and then all of a sudden what came up was uh, a post, a couple of posts that started flying around about you, saying that you had recanted all of what you had said about being part of the secret secret space program that none of it was true and i'm like wait 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 where did you hear this and then i immediately contacted your people and i'm like you know tell me what's going on so i can uh, i knew that wasn't true but i'm like how do you want me to respond to this so i was able right because you have good people around you thank god um to get an immediate response and then i was able to say you know to people that on social media look this isn't true so uh, please don't spread it around because it's it's just not it has no truth to it. It's it's just and this mean mean nasty vicious way to try to take Corey down. It is not the truth. Yeah, and, and this person that and, and that we're talking about here, I'm not going to name names, but I have never met this person once when they've been sober, and I had <laughs> actually been sexually harassed by this person <laughs> at the time. So, you know, I, yeah, it, there, there's a lot of this stuff is coming out. Their husband, um, later on, uh, their husband was drunk at our, one of our events and said that according to Cliff High, I was all of these horrible things. He was friends with Cliff High, which was an interesting revelation. Uh, and that, uh, um, I guess I, when I was in Hawaii, uh, my wife's best friend was also our assistant, and her and her daughter went with me because uh, one of these people had sexually harassed me in the past, and we wanted to, you know, keep everything, you know, and, and I stayed in a totally different place than all of the other speakers at the Hawaii event because of this. Um, but uh, uh, I guess this person didn't like it, and they're in their hus- they, them and their husband at my last event um, uh, in 2018, were at the bar drunk, telling everybody that I was having an affair with um, Amy, which is a good, good friend of my wife's and uh, our assistant, and horrible things, which were not even true. If they had talked to Joan Ocean, they would have found out that no, me and her and her daughter were not even staying in the same place, and that she was indeed there to try to keep people at arm's length away from me that were worrisome. 
but it got turned in, you know, she ended up quitting because, you know, she's still a good friend, but she couldn't believe that people in the love and light community were spreading rumors about her like that. And the uh, person who was spreading the rumors, her husband had a gun at the event, was sloshing drunk the whole time and threatened uh, to shoot me with it. You know, and we have all that on on, on video. You know, this is love and light community we're talking about. It's so crazy. Or lack thereof. People have to understand, and this is why I'm so glad you're talking about this tonight. You know, we can come together on social media and solve a murder. Like a lot of the people that I saw working on this this horrible tragedy were coming together to solve a murder. And at the same time, when you weaponize social media, you can come together and create a murder. So it's really important to make sure you're not spreading lies about somebody and check your you know check your sources because that's something that people weren't doing when this this thing was being circulated about you they weren't checking anything they were like oh my god you know it's like it's just like know, a Corey never did this stuff and it's like no i'm sure he did it's just that you've got some really bad information and you better not spread it because it's not true yeah yeah and we had one person that was an attorney that came in and was like, you know, Corey, you've been too generous to these people. You've let them take advantage of you. I'm here to help. And, you know, they helped me do an online course. And they agreed to 30% of the income, income for the course, which was, you know, very generous. And uh, we got on the phone. I gave them the whole outline of what I wanted to do the uh, um course on and then they organized it for me and put it in written form and then we started the course uh, it was a 10-week course and on the ninth week or actually right before the 10th week when we were doing our final class she sends us an email saying um i know we agreed to 30 percent but we've worked so hard we feel we're entitled to 45 percent and i said no and so she immediately went and contacted a, an investor, uh, a, a soon-to-be investor, who was about to drop 500 grand on a documentary and was looking at dropping millions of dollars of buying into my IP as we moved into making movies. And she told him all of this bullcrap, and he withdrew. Yeah, right. And, and yeah, then that's she so still, and then she opened a lawsuit against us here uh, in Colorado, and then our attorneys showed their, her attorneys that she had four major violations of, you know, bar uh, violations that could have her disbarred. Any one of them could, and she immediately withdrew her lawsuit but continued to harass us in the background. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're going to be going after her license in Florida. Uh, we have uh, attorneys there that are putting together a report that are going to go to the Bar Association because this person literally tried to destroy us by telling complete lies. You know, you, 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 they, they, anyone that came near us, they made sign a huge verbose contract, but she didn't get our contract between her and me ready until the literally the 10th hour, the 10th week of right. the course, and then, right. and then demanded more. And then yeah. didn't accept the we worked so hard. I kept trying to pay her the 30% and have her sign papers, but she wouldn't do it. So, and then she uh, caused us millions of dollars in damage. So uh, she not only lost out on the money, she is going to have, uh, you know, big problems with the, the Bar Association. 
I mean, well, this, thank the, goodness that you're, the you're and smart enough. Has, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think there are so many different types of bullies, and people come in um, and they feel entitled to, you know, uh, we had some of our old partners were trying to talk us into giving them 50% of our life story, intellectual property. They were trying to do it to David Wilcock as well. They tried to do it to James Gilliland out uh, at East Fetty. James has been through the same thing we have, and he's reportedly about to shut down the ranch to, to the public and not have events anymore, which is horrible. That's a beautiful opportunity to see, uh, you know, craft in the sky on a nightly basis. Definitely. Sometimes very spiritual people. But instead, yeah. it turned into a, a gossip fest and a slander fest, and everyone is backstabbing each other and fighting over narratives. And it all has to do with money. Money. Yeah, very it greedy. It all has yeah. to do with money. Yes. It's so sad. And, you know, I, I tell so many people who have books and they get approached by production companies that want to put them in a tele, docudrama television show. And I, and I warn them, you better get an agent. And even then, it's not going to protect you all that much. It will somewhat. But you know who's making, you know this, the, who's making the money out of their story are the production companies. And they pay a pittance yeah. usually. To, but mm-hmm. you know what? A lot of these people are getting smart to it because I remember just recently talking to uh, someone who had a book, and it was a great story about uh, something advanced beyond the usual Roswell thing. And and he said, you know, they came to me. They wanted me to do this and that. And I said, you know, they wanted me to pay for my own transportation to drive yeah. back to the Roswell area. They wanted me to pay for my own hotel, my own meals, everything. And they said what I would get out of it is I would be able to sell more books. And he said, that's not how this works. And I said, you're right. You don't sell well, more I books, do them, you? I could give them a lot of advice and a whole new business model at this point. Um, I have a live-action television show that's, in, you know, we're in pre-development, uh, a, vid- a multimillion-dollar video game we're working on. Um, yeah, you – have to do this stuff on your own. You you go you um, um, and you you build your assets, your pitch documents and assets. Base it on your book if you want to. Bring it to the production companies. But the best thing to do is to just have it uh, go to find uh, find financing, have it produced yourself, and then have it distributed. That way, they're not going to take your work and change it into woke or unwoke or whatever you don't want um, material, um, they won't change right. the content on you that way. They can't. It's just exactly. distributed as you produce it. So Right, you and know. you have charge over it. It's very good advice. And, you know, someday mm-hmm. maybe you'll be able to help more people too with your business model and, and maybe even bring them into your fold, you know, so that they can get their story told in a way that's respectful and it's not a big friggin' waste of time. I mean, I... I opened up my computer one day and I see somebody's got a movie out coming out and one of my clients uh is in it and I'm like, Hey <laughs> called called them up. Did you know that you're in this? Uh oh yeah, that was years ago and I forgot all about it and did they pay you for this? Not a dime. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what? why 
Yeah, that's why you do things independently now. Um, the industry is changing quite a bit. Uh, we're seeing big tech companies going through major flux. The entertainment, big entertainment companies like Disney and uh, uh, Warner Brother Discovery and others are completely shifting what the, I mean, we had a show with one of these companies that was about to start production, and then, you know, they, they went through a merger, and everybody left. All of the uh, corporate people that we were pitching to and doing, you know, deals with left, and we're having to start over this year. So, you know, when you're doing stuff through, like, you know, like Netflix or uh, Warner Brothers or, you know, Disney, you're... You're, there's a very good chance you're going to be greenlit and then canceled because <laughs> that's what happened uh, to us mm-hmm. and to 20 something other shows at the same time. But uh, if you do things on your own, if you, if you work and find a, a production company that will work with you uh, and help you come up with a good outline and pitch documents for the project you want to do and then go and seek uh, funding right now, you can find funding in all sorts of places for independent films, um, you know, especially independent films right now and documentaries. There's a lot of um, people that are uh, investing in people in independent projects like that. And then uh, the next step is having um, distribution. Um, you know, we have distribution through two, two different major companies right now. And uh, what we're going to do in the future is help people, Uh, put together these different types of pitch documents, make sure that they have all the legal protection they need to protect their intellectual property because people in this community are getting stolen from left and right. And uh, the the wider community just encourages it because they just love the new stories. They don't, they don't care. You know, I mean, I, uh, I was approached uh, about a year ago by a group of people, um, uh, some people that are contactees and a researcher and uh, some really big names. And they told me, they said, Corey, you realize the community has been through hell with COVID. Your, your information is, is, uh, is scary to them. They need a hopeful story. So we need you to adopt the story that we're all going to tell. And it's going, we're going to actually, it's not going to be a lie because, we're going to trick the mass consciousness into manifesting it. And uh, I refused. So they said, well, Corey, if you don't go along with the story, we're going to call you compromised, and we're just going to corroborate each other's stories and just take over the narrative anyway. And oh, I said God. no. And Good that's grief. exactly what they did. And then they've turned on some of their own people who didn't follow the exact narrative they wanted. They called them compromised and uh, tossed them out of the group and all cooperated amongst each other. And it's, you know, that some of these people don't realize that they're going to find themselves in uh, a lawsuit next year, you know, for stealing yeah. intellectual property. You can't just well, take we... someone's life story and call it your truth right. and go out and, exactly. and start making money and, and damaging the uh, original person's information. Uh, it, it, you just can't do that. It's not ethical or legal. No, no matter what there's no integrity to that. No integrity at all. Yeah. And yeah, well, yeah. thank God that you have the support around you with good attorneys and people who know what they're doing. But we all know. I mean, we know how much that costs, and it's yeah. it is so expensive. 
but I'm, you know, we're very heartened to hear that that you're succeeding and that you're doing a great job with managing all of this, all these balls in the air, and there's quite a few from what you just shared. And yeah, yeah it's it's a shame that this is happening in this community in this way. So we'd love to see it be you different. Know, if- I would encourage people to go and look at these lawsuits. If they go to lightwarriorlegalfunds.org, uh, they can contribute too. We've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this. Uh, but, but, you know, also I encourage people, if you have witnessed some of the stuff that I'm talking about and have witnessed um, and, and want to be a witness, um, you can contact me through corygood.com and, you know, give, give information anonymously. But we are – working on doing a docu-series about all of this. Um, Alien Stalked is one of the names. Uh, Disclosure, the Disclosure Syndicate is another possible name. But the people in Hollywood that we're working with are just drooling over what we've been through, the story of the cyber-stalking, the lawsuits. They want to do a show on that, you know, more – or just as much as on my other content. So sure. um, we're going to be doing <laughs> – there's going to be uh, – you know, we, we've gotten a lot of information through cyber investigations, and hardly anyone that are public figures or who they really say they are, many of them or some of them have actually done time in prison or have uh, had fraud, uh, civil suits lost against them. And no one in the community has ever looked deep enough to find yeah. out. And yeah, so that's really people, typical. You know, they wanted they wanted to get famous off of uh, attacking me and bringing me down. Well, I guess it's going to be mission accomplished because this show is going to going to be something else. Well, yeah, Hollywood loves conflict, and this certainly is filled with it. And mm-hmm. it's, of course, you're on the right side of uh, so many things, Corey. And we are here praying for you that all of this gets resolved and out of your way, so you can get back to doing more of the things you love. I mean, it's amazing. You know, people say, well, why don't the, you know, these advanced races want to come and talk to us? Well, here's a good example. I mean, look yeah. at all of this mess, <laughs> right? Geez, yeah, no I mean, wonder. No wonder. David, David Wilcox doesn't want to have anything to do with anybody pretty much right now. And uh, he, he, it was, he is, he's hurt. He has been extremely mistreated. His uh, now former wife was extremely mistreated. Um, they were put through hell. Uh, they, their marriages were targeted just like mine. We had extortion letters coming at, at us targeting, you know, my marriage with Stacy. It's, it's just, you know, people, you know, try uh, people in the truth community love to talk about Hollywood being so evil and, you know, and there is a lot of that there. Uh, but yeah. so far, over five years working in Hollywood, I have not had even one inkling of what I've had from the truther community when it comes to corruption, um, uh, defamation, uh, intellectual property theft. All of these very unethical things are coming well, from the Well, because what you're community. talking about, in, in terms of what we're hearing anyways tonight, is they're making it personal. I mean, with Hollywood, it's yeah. all business, let's face it. It's all business. Yeah. 
but you, not with this. Not it. with this. This is personal attack and disinformation spread. That's very different. That that's not the way Hollywood normally acts when they just want to get something produced. So it's just that they want the yeah. money for themselves, and you get a piece of it. That's how it works. But this is very different. Well, that's not and, how. That's, that's, yeah, there's other ways of doing. It. Like I said, if if you uh, independently produce something and distribute it yourself, those uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars go to you instead of uh, one of those large production companies. Right, so right. That's, that's a very for, different I, situation. Yeah, I, I hope to help a lot of people, including, including James Gilliland, you know, do like a docu-series or something on his uh, what's going on on his land and all of the crazy things going on out there. And, you know, he could he could, you know, retire off of that and not have to deal with anyone in the community anymore. You know, David, <laughs> what a relief. Everyone, <laughs> all of these people are looking to get out of the community and away from the community because it's become so toxic. You know, uh, three, yeah. four, five years ago, it was, there was a big unity in the community push and everyone is coming together and getting along. And um, the powers that be, I guess, didn't like that too well. And they, they, warned me, and as far back as 2017, I warned the community that infiltrators were trying to cause a rift or a civil war in the love and light community, and I was just kind of, you know, blown off, and look where we are now. Look at what happened. Oh, my gosh. Well, Corey, thank you for sharing all of that. You know, it is it is something we really need to ponder here about how we all move forward in this community and how we share our personal stories. So I'm so glad you're going to be offering help to more people that have really good stories to tell. There are so many out mm-hmm. there that all have a piece of the puzzle, and they're very much worth watching or listening to. So please tell everybody again uh, your the way to get a hold of you and also to support your efforts. Sure. Um, we released our graphic novel, uh, which we're uh, basing a, a video game off of, uh, um, speaking with, I got a letter of intent from a video game company. Uh, these video game developer guys are just beyond next level intelligent. I mean, they blow me away. Um, we have uh, live, <laughs> uh, a live uh, action uh, television show that we're working on, um, starting to uh, get a script written. Um, and uh, yeah, things are moving really well. And if you want to uh, check us out at disclosurecomics.com, um, that would be a good place to see, see a, uh, more information about those projects. And uh, CoreyGood.com is another one. But one of the big things I'm working on is I've really been pulling away from just the wider community, and I'm focusing with Mike Wiskoski, uh, my business partner. Uh, we're, uh, we have AscensionWorks.tv, and uh, we're starting to give a lot of people in the community opportunities to do their own TV shows, low-budget TV shows, to get their information out there, uh, and also Great. to help them do on- online courses. That's fabulous. Yes. Well, I'm Wonderful. glad to hear that. My God, PK, that's fantastic. I mean, you know, anything that helps people to get more enlightened, more in touch with them- themselves mm-hmm. and their own truth is fabulous. So. We wish you much success with that, for sure. But I do Thank want you. to get to some of the alien information. We have questions for you about okay. some of the alien races. I know you're the man to ask. So I wanted to ask you, do you know a lot or anything about the Arcturians? 
Um, yeah, what I was told was that um, it was one of uh, actually one of the star systems that the Draco had and Orion group had also taken over very similarly to uh, ours and that they were going through a very similar stru- struggle as us and that that's where a lot of uh, the Nazis uh, left and no, that I'm sorry, uh, Aldebaran is what is the one that I'm. Uh, Aldebaran is where um, the the Nazis went. What was the the one that you mentioned? I'm sorry. The Arcturian uh, race. Arcturian. I was just yeah okay. very curious about Arcturians and people and the entities from Andromeda. Now I know you're also very familiar with the Blue Avian race, correct? And so I'm just interested yeah. in those those three have come up recently, and I thought ah perfect timing. I can ask Corey about these three and see what you have well, to say about them. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of information about the Andromedans. Uh, the Andromeda galaxy has gone through something very similar to us. Uh, they had what they called the Andromeda, I believe, syndicate, uh, which was a, a group of extraterrestrials that were the bad guys in their galaxy. And uh, one of them was this real tall uh, attractive humans with blonde hair uh, that go by say they say they're from the Pleiades, they say they're from here or there, but they're from the and they're from Andromeda, and uh, they were one of the bad guys in Andromeda, and they ended up here in our uh, galaxy and have been deceiving and causing problems ever since. But uh, Andromeda has really cleaned up uh, their galaxy quite a bit. Um, a lot of people they they just throw the Andromeda uh, thing around, and there are there are hundreds and hundreds of Andromeda groups, uh, you know, from that galaxy, and there's no one group that is that are the Andromedans. So um, I not, see. Not, so when I was in the not, when, I, when I was in the military uh, secret military uh, programs, um, it was very widely known that a lot of these ETs were like going to the Nazis and saying, we're from the Pleiades, and then going to a different group and saying, you know, we're from this star system. You know, they, uh, it was very confusing uh, and deceptive, but it's something that's been going on for a long time. And these ET, these deceptive, blonde, angelic-looking ETs have really focused on the UFO community for decades and have infiltrated it and really, you know, have people – believing that their savior is here to save us when they're really here to eventually lead us into a transhumanist uh, timeline. Oh, not good. Yeah. Okay. So it's important to know that a lot of this, when people throw these terms around, like, you know, the Andromedans or whatever, that they, they do have different factions. And so it's not all uniform. It's, It's not all the same. So that's really important information. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these ETs just deceive us on where they're actually from and who they actually are. Um, And we believe it. You know, your average person in this community, let alone on the planet, we're like, man, I would just love to see an ET. And then what if, you know, one pops in your room and you're like, holy crap, finally. And (laughs) you immediately go to being you know, I must be special because they're here to speak to me. And uh, what, you know, they, they have to be positive because I, they don't, they don't have scales. They don't have horns. So 
they, they, they're pretty. They have to be positive. And that's all the discernment that goes into it. And then they're just so ecstatic to have a contact experience that they just start buying everything that these ETs tell them. And, you know, the devil himself can appear as an angel of light. And many, many, many in this community have been deceived and quite honestly have turned the disclosure movement and a lot of the lore around it into a religion. And I, the my truth thing has really morphed into a, a, a religious belief. And it's, a lot of people have, you know, turned in their Christian or, or, or uh, Jewish or Muslim or whatever beliefs. They've, you know, given up those beliefs of no longer serving them. And then they just basically recreate another religion to where they have angels and God and all of that. But now they're ETs and it's, <clears throat> you know, that's, that's one of the things that we're going to cover in that television series is the UFO cults and all the, the craziness that, that this has morphed into. It is, um, they have used our, the negative ETs have used our programming uh, against us. And our programming is not to see ourselves as the savior not to not to be responsible um we are programmed to look to the skies for a savior to look for something to worship and that programming is very strong and it comes out in all sorts of very peculiar ways especially in this community yeah that would be a great great uh show to watch and really get familiar with all of this yeah yeah. that'd be great now what about the mantis race have you had any interactions with them or can you talk to us about them yeah, the mantids and insectoids in general, um, they're a part of the Orion group. Um, now, the Orion group is are the bad guys and they're evil, but the, the mantids and the insectoids, they think so differently from us that they're, they're in the programs, we call them more as we describe them as being amoral. They are very logical. Um, they uh, are very calculating like quantum computers, each one of them, their, their ability to, to um, calculate things. But they are master geneticists, and just about oh. everything that they work on is through genetics. Their ships, they genetically grow them. Uh, their uh, weaponry, every, everything is done through genetic engineering, and they are master, master genetic uh, uh, geniuses. And that's where most of the genetic tinkering uh, that the greys do from the Orion group, uh, the tall greys, the genetic tinkering uh, techniques that they use, they got from the insectoids. Um, that's where just about all of the, um, uh, the uh, genetic uh, technologies really came from. They've been around for billions of years, uh, the wow. insectoids. Because um, a lot of and, people that, uh, that have abductions have talked about with the, the grays are kind of the upfront ones they see, but the mantis are in the background. They talk about the mantis on the ship, but they're well, they're kind yeah, of hanging around in the back. Yeah, you know, if if you're an abductee, and a lot of people have been spreading around that the bad ETs are no longer in our solar system, and the abductions have stopped, which alienated many many thousands of abductees have been contacting me. Uh, their abductions are still going on. But yeah, they are. you don't really know, you know, you really don't know who you're being abducted by if all you're seeing is the grays because um, the reptilians, the insectoids, the, the tall Orion grays, 
the uh, Galactic Federation of Worlds, tall, uh, angelic-looking humans, and even the secret space program. They all have these bio-androids that are the small grays that they use um, mm-hmm. for abductions and, and many, many other, uh, you know, other types of missions. So if you're being abducted and all you see are these small grays, it, it could even be uh, humans who've abducted you, for all you know. You don't know unless you happen to see them in the ship or the room at the same time that you see the little grays. Otherwise, it's up to com- for complete speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very difficult to know what in the heck is going on in, in these situations. And let me ask you some more questions about this. I mean, do you have advice for people that have had an abduction, they don't, maybe they don't know where to go, they don't know what to do to retrieve the rest of their memory about it and how to integrate it into their lives. It's such a strange experience and they, many people still don't want to tell anybody. What, what advice do you yeah. have for abductees? Well, you know, one of the first things to do is kind of find a support group, um, you know, but even those are kind of sketchy because there are people that, are, you know, quite honestly, mentally ill, schizophrenic that come into these places and, and, and they call, end up causing problems with the real uh, abductees. So finding mm-hmm. a good support group is very difficult, but it's paramount. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you need to do is then find a responsible person that does regression therapy and try to break it down and find out what group you're being abducted by and for what purpose. I mean, if you're being abducted by the tall grays, um, I saw uh, intel and, and visually watched like video of the, uh, the grays. They would abduct people, and they would put in not only physical implants but energetic implants. And these etheric implants, I saw them harvest from other uh, – they'll, they'll take a energetic harvest from one of their own tall gray aliens – light body and then they will put that in a human and use that to track them and as sort of like a quasi entity attachment to affect the way they think and to affect the way they behave so you know if you have those types of energetic uh, implants then you can go to certain types of energy workers that can help you clear those Um, but Mm -hmm. as far as you know there's really not a whole lot of advice you can give beyond that because there's nothing really you can do to completely stop the uh, abductions. Right, and the effect later on of those abductions. What about the hybrids? Because there's a lot, you know, we've had David Jacobs on a bunch of times and talking about how big is this hybrid community that's here on the planet now? Does anybody know? It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's really big. They're, the hybrid program is, uh, is, it's been going on, you know, a lot of people think it's just been going on since like the 40s when, uh, or 50s when Eisenhower made a deal uh, with the Orion Graves to allow an exchange of technology for uh, experiments and, uh, and harvesting of genetic materials. But, you know, it turns out that actually this goes back many, like 10,000 years or more. Even the ancient Vedic Vedic texts talk about, uh, 
you know, abduction type of scenarios. Um, so this goes back much, much further. And the only reason that the uh, gray ETs started dealing with us at all is because we had technologically advanced to a point to where we were able to shoot some, them out of the sky and challenge them elsewhere uh, in Earth orbit. So it, it was getting to a point where we were going to be able to stop the uh, abductions, which are millions of people are abducted every night as a part of this huge uh, program. Um, but the secret space programs could have put a stop to it, uh, the emerging, the, the early secret space programs. But uh, instead, we were enticed into getting all of these advanced technologies and other genetic materials from other star systems uh, to, you know, experiment with. And it was too seductive for uh, the powers that be. And they were corrupted, and they ended up giving a lot of our sovereignty away to, you know, these ET races. What a shame. And, yeah, so so people, they allowed this to continue, basically. How would they have been able to stop it? Well, we had developed uh, the, from uh, reverse engineering uh, crashed uh, re- vehicles and also positive ETs coming in and giving us different types of technologies that um, uh, anti-gravity, uh, time dilation, spatial um, warping type of uh, technologies that allowed us to manipulate time and space um, in a way to, to, to fight back to these beings. Because most people, this isn't just like a galactic war, it's a temporal war. Um, you know, some of these uh, beings, you know, are, they're jumping around in time. It, you know, the same beings that are interacting with our military now were interacting with, you know, the Egyptians, you know, because they... No kidding. They are, wow. They're, from a, they're really from a different dimension. You know, time itself is a dimension, and gravity is the engine of time. It's, it is the gravity that contorts space, and the, and the pulling and twisting of space is what creates time. So, you know, these time is a very local phenomenon. Each planet, each star system has its own temporal bubble where time flows locally. Um, that's why, you know, they can pull you out of Earth's uh, uh, temporal sphere and put you in a spaceship and, and, or on another planet and work for 20 years and then bring you back to the same point in time because the time – it's a very local spherical event around, you know, a, a mass like a star or a planet. This is so fascinating. I mean, I, maybe this is why, PK, you and I are so tired. It's because we were dragged to another place to work for 20 years. <laughs> I brought you back. <laughs> Explains everything. Um, and we're laughing, but it's really Incredible. not funny. I mean, it's it's. It's using people as slaves in some ways. So, yeah, this is this is incredible stuff. And yet, this is stuff we need to hear. We need to keep expanding our mind to begin to try to understand what's been happening to us and to our culture all of these years. So, it's some of it's very troublesome. That's for sure. Very troublesome. It is. And of course, in, 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 some... in the place where, yeah, our own government just sold us out. Well, what a surprise. Yeah. So, 
You think? <laughs> yeah, we're all shocked. <laughs> you know, there, there have been other, uh, you know, there are ETs that are basically our cosmic cousins that are waiting for us to to kind of become responsible, you know. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of people in the community saying, you know, well, I did not uh, consent to any of this crap. You know, this is this should not be happening. Well, that's not exactly true. We're all consenting to allowing, you know, the cabal, the one, the point one percent, control the rest of us. We, we're allowing them. They have declared that they're in control and they are making the rules, and we're like, oh, okay, and we just go along with it. Uh, mm-hmm. On other planets, uh, one of the beings I was in contact with named Mika, they're one of the closest uh, star systems to us, they, you know, in the last 300 years went through a metamorphosis of they were being pulled into transhumanism, they were being uh, seduced by uh, beautiful ETs into a, 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 a transhumanist timeline, and their uh, governments were becoming more and more totalitarian. And in, within three days, they overthrew their cabal. Everyone on the planet finally said, forget this. They went out into the streets like what you see going on in Brazil and China and other places. Uh, but pe- peculiarly enough, not in the United States or Europe. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you see it going on mm-hmm. in other places. Well, this went on. This happened all over Mika's planet. And they immediately within three days, all of the negative ETs that feed off of the louche or the negative misery created on the planet, it's like a big louche misery factory for them to feed off of. Within three days, all of the ETs had basically starved to death. They had become completely dependent. They were like heroin addicts that were completely dependent on the culture they were suppressing and, <clears throat> and manipulating and causing to you know, have such pain and anguish they you know it was they, they were reliant so it was kind of a, a, a closed circle that collapsed once uh, the humans fi- not the humans but the people of Mika's planet finally all stood up and said forget this we're not feeding you anymore you know we're not participating That's anymore so great with when the day comes that we can all do that and well, certainly we've been that's, warned that's about I, this yeah go ahead yeah we have to do this we have to do this we are our own saviors. We have to be responsible. We cannot, if, if nothing, no one is coming from the sky to save us. No one is coming from the sky to liberate us. And if they did, how irresponsible would that be? Because we would have learned nothing and later would repeat mm-hmm. the exact same process. Yeah, it's we could us. be super lazy about this and it wouldn't allow us to to own our own sovereignty absolutely let me ask you another thing because i know you're very tuned in with the egyptian culture and all of that um what about gobekli tepe have you had any experience with the entities that used to occupy gobekli tepe no not not personally no i haven't had um experience with with them i mean i've had the experiences I've had have been, you know, with these uh, basically sleeping giants. Uh, you know, they, they would have us uh, try to interface with them in their sleeping state. Um, Are those the ones in Antarctica? We, Is that who you're talking about? Those were different ones. The the ones in Antarctica were um, the, the ones that I was talking about are very human-looking. 
Um, you know, usually strawberry blondish kind of hair and beards. Uh, but the ones down in Antarctica, they were actually uh, pre-Adamites. They were some of um, the original beings from Mars that uh, uh, when Mars was destroyed, they, they tried to uh, use they, okay, the, the ancient Martians and an in, a, in a giant super Earth that, that existed where the um, um, asteroid belt is now, um, there was a huge super Earth there that exploded due to warfare that they were trying to they were trying to destroy a planet in another solar system, and it basically backfired. Um, and then <laughs> the survivors who were on Mars got onto three giant uh, ships and flew here to, to our planet and uh, ended up crash landing in, in Antarctica, and they created what became known as Atlantis. And they were the uh, beings with the big elongated skulls that ended up uh, in Egypt being pharaohs for some time until the humans took over. And uh, they kind of ran the planet until about 11,600 years ago when the last uh, micronova solar event occurred and caused the Earth to tilt its axis and then tilt back to its uh, original axis. And it caused a huge flood that flash froze over um, Antarctica and this um, ancient uh, civilization is still still deep below the ice and we've been excavating it for some time and we discovered one of the ships mother ships that was down uh, under the ice had stasis chambers where they had three floors of uh, uh, pods that had different types of beings including these pre-atomites that were in that were in stasis since before the last solar flash and they were recently awakened and um uh, were removed by a, a, a guardian race of, of our galaxy that is, you know, trying to um, um, clean up certain aspects of the old timeline. That was uh, these pre-Adamites, when they destroyed their planet, they also brought down a uh, protective grid around the local 52 stars in our uh, local stellar neighborhood that protected us from these negative ET groups that came in that uh, we refer to as the uh, genetic pharma races, that they, they come in and just start tinkering with DNA and, uh, and start, uh, you know, uh, robbing resources from planets and all of that, that we were protected Gosh. for billions of years from that. And then, you know, mm-hmm. they, the pre-Adamites caused the downfall of that protective grid, which created a sort of a negative timeline for for us, and uh, that's something that uh, some of them are trying to clean up so that the, the next this next timeline will be un, not influenced by the old one. That would be great. Now, Corey, mm-hmm. what's it like when you interface with some of these beings? What is it? What happens? And what does it feel like for you? Well, it just depends um, on how different their frame of reference is from yours. Like if you are communicating are interfacing with a reptilian, a insectoid, a gray. It's a completely different experience than with more of the human types of ETs. Um, usually, um, 
when you connect with them, um, you, you all of their senses open up to you. You can uh, smell, uh, hear, taste. Um, their flashes of, of memories, um, flashes of your own memories. They they will pull your memories out of your head and use them as context in what they're trying to convey to you. Um, so, uh, or and, and they will uh, send information to you and like smells like uh, if they want to make you feel warm and happy or to make you understand when they were feeling warm and happy they would take you to a time in your life, you know, the smell of grandma's pie, uh, the taste of, you know, a, a certain comfort food in a certain situation. They, they use all of your experiences as well uh, as theirs uh, because, and, and some of these beings are so different from us in the way they think and the, the lives that they've led that there's no base of reference and it's hard to get context in conversations. So a lot of times mm-hmm. you have if it's uh, you have to you have to learn the lingo as it is you have to interface with them um, many different times um, you know to kind of start learning the fine the little nuances of, of how they communicate um, and a lot of it has to do with what they think of us you know if they you know we're if they think we're stupid and uh, corrupt or or whatever they will kind of share information with us in that, in that light. Like they won't give us certain information, uh, the pos- like all of them, they, they hold back information, um, you know, pretty heavily, but it, it's a kind of a fine dance of uh, understanding um, the, each different ET and the way they communicate. They all have now, do you, um, brain patterns. Do you have to be in their presence, or have you been in their presence to interface with them? Initially, uh, when I was in the MyLab programs, when you know, when I was a teenager and younger, um, <clears throat> they would eat, they would have us communicate with someone in a different room, so we couldn't see mm-hmm. them. We didn't have any influence. Uh, if you see a, a being, uh, all of these preconceived ideas go into your mind and they kind of front load you for the experience. So they would have us communicate with beings that were just in another room uh, or maybe they weren't, maybe they were further away. Uh, But then they started, you know, having us communicate with them face to face so we could learn the different types of ETs and how, and and get uh, uh, the feel of the energy, you know, in the communication because we were supposed to be able to tell when they were being deceptive or not. So we had to do, we had to be in quite a few different scenarios with them to kind of get a broad uh, base of reference. Um, yeah. And uh, eventually, you know, eventually it, time and space is really an illusion, especially to these beings. And they could be back in their home galaxy. And, you know, we're all connected. We're all one. Um, we're all connected through this cosmic web. There's an electromagnetic filament connecting every star, every galaxy, every atom. You know, each of our molecules in our body is, are held together by tiny little wormholes. And those tiny little wormholes that hold all of our um, um, atoms and molecules and everything together, they connect to the cosmic web just like um, a black hole does or any other large body. They have a connection to this cosmic web. So 
consciousness travels through this con- this cosmic web just like we we use the cosmic web for portal travel and, but it your consciousness travels through this cosmic web to a point to where every every atom is connected to every other atom in this universe through this cosmic web and distance is just kind of an illusion they kind of speak to each other um on i mean there, there's just you know, they can, these beings can be in another galaxy and talk with you just as, uh, just like they're in the room with you. That's really incredible. What an incredible life you've led with all of this, all of these mysteries being revealed to you and having your own experiences up close and personal. This is so exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have, it, it was, uh, I don't know. Be careful what you wish for. A lot of people out there are really wanting contact. They want validation of ET existence. Uh, just, you know, be careful what you wish for because these beings, um, they're very, very difficult to discern and to deal with. And they can make you feel <clears throat> and, and a negative ET can appear in front of you and they can be glowing with light and you can feel the love coming off of them. And then the love fills you, and, and you're just raptured into the loving feeling. And, and they can play with our emotions and our mind. It's child's play to them. And to us, we're like having an angelic, a magical experience. But, uh, you know, it's, it's decept- a good deal of time. It's deception. And it's difficult yeah. for us. To learn to start challenging the spirits, as I say, to start asking them questions. Don't just like, oh, right. you're an ET. Wow, you're beautiful. You're yeah. good. Come, give me yeah. what you got. I'll, I'll spread it <laughs> to the rest of humanity for you. <laughs> yeah, no, right. you got to stop. Yeah, you got to get those answers first. Yeah, who are you? Right. What are you doing yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. goodness. And, and, now, the, and the positive ones will tell you. And, and quite honestly, positive ET, uh, extraterrestrials, they don't just pop in the room and start talking to you. They have a protocol. Their higher self meets with your higher self, and your higher self tells them basically what you can handle. They'll say, "No, don't appear in front of uh, in, in front of my lower self." They have distortions towards ego. Uh, they will start getting a Christ complex. Uh, this will lead oh. them off of their path. Uh, you know, you approach them, approach them through their dreams, and and work with them through their dreams, and maybe someday they'll be ready. And the, the positive ETs are like, oh, okay, that makes perfect sense. We will do that. We will not violate any cosmic laws. The negative groups, they come in, uh, they, you know, they tickle your funny bone a little bit and make you feel happy and loving, and all warm inside. And then they start, they start their agenda and. Uh, yeah. Very rarely do humans stop to ask them the questions because we're just so raptured in the experience. Yeah, and thinking, like you said, oh, I'm special. I was chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen that, that television series, uh, People of Earth? No. Uh, it is hilarious. And it, they exactly do this tongue-in-cheek. It is the funniest show. It's so true. And one of the things, the aliens, oh, they abduct these people, and then they say, oh, and by the way, you're special. And then they send them back. And it's the funniest. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's great. I wish somebody yeah. would bring that yeah, show that back show. because it was 
It was awesome. But that's exactly yeah. what you're talking about here is like, you know, being tricked into thinking you're this special person and you're not really. Hey, but you know, <laughs> why, why wouldn't a lot of people in the community be tricked by ETs coming in and making you feel special when most of a good deal of people were watching people on YouTube and if they have – sparkles in their eyes and if they act pious and throw around the right love and light language it resonates so people listen to it and they yeah. bring it into their truth and that's right. even more dangerous than the negative ets coming in and, and <laughs> that's really true Corey. what do you think about what we're going to see next because obviously the government is full of bs about how they're going to disclose everything. they're not we know they're not. No. They're just going to dish out little pieces when they feel like it for their own purpose. What about, do you sense or feel or have been told that, in fact, we are going to see more ships in the skies that uh, they're not necessarily pleased with having to deal with our government? Maybe they're going to go direct to us. What are you hearing or feeling or thinking about all of that? Well, my information is that good for us, sadly, actually, I'm being facetious, all of the negative ET groups in, in our uh, galaxy have been pushed back to three star systems where they have a foothold and a stronghold. And sadly, our star system is one of them. So the negative ETs are here more than they've ever been. They are, um, they are petrified because they know that we have this solar event coming up in the next 10 years that will destroy all of their technology and AI, uh, transhumanists, technology. Um, so they're, they're terrified about that, but they're stuck here. The, the good ETs have pretty much have them uh, sequestered to these three different star systems. And what I'm told is that um, eventually we'll start seeing these blonde haired ETs coming down to give us med beds and uh, brain implants and different things that will save us and make us live forever but they're actually going to be in the process of enslaving us. And they're only yeah. going to show themselves right at the very end before the solar event and before the good ETs and the humans in these various colonies and programs that are kind of overcoming all of the ETs and fighting against them. These, these negative ETs are going to, I'm told, appear on the earth uh, say, you know, we're here to save you and help you. Um, uh, but by the way, uh, there's an invasion force coming in, and we need you to fight side by side with us against these horrible invaders. Well, it'll really be like the deceptive demons tricking us into fighting the ones that are trying to come and help us liberate ourselves. You know, we'll be, they're going to try to trick us into seeing the negative, the, the ETs or the, or the spaceships coming our way that are filled with humans from our planet in some cases or from human colonies that are coming here to help us liberate these negative ETs are going to trick us into seeing them as the bad guy to fight against. And, um, you know, it, their, their deception is working pretty well right now. The transhumanist agenda is really growing. Um, you see people in the love and light community uh, who 20 years ago, if they heard about, the Anunnaki, they would have gotten very suspicious because they know the elites are waiting with bated breath for the Anunnaki to come back. Now we've got a large part of uh, the love and light community who are rooting for the Anunnaki to come back as if they're the good guys when it's really just a big Luciferian 
uh, bait and switch, you know, of, you know, bringing in these uh, love and light ETs that are really the Luciferian AI force. And uh, much of the community has been deceived and and much of the earth will be deceived. It's going to be a very difficult time for humanity. But like I said, it's going to be up to us to rise up against it. Yeah, to be able to identify it is key. As you were mentioning, it's not that easy. So it's, you know, I hope that with your work you'll be able to point us all in the right direction to discern uh, who's who here so we can sort all of this out. And I also have a text question that just came in. I'm, I'm going to throw this out at you, too, in case you know the answer. And they wanted to know, are there any hypnotherapists that you feel are are really trustworthy in this in this arena that they could contact somebody and hopefully get their abduction experience yeah. to be revealed? You know, there, there's QHHT and there's um, people that do, um, you know, help you. You know, my number one thing is I would say find someone who has like five, ten years minimum experience and get a good recommendation because some of the people out there, and I've met some of them, are dangerous. They are not doing it properly. They are front-loading these abductees with other information and giving them whole other traumatic things that they wouldn't normally, they would never have to deal with. Now it, it, it mixes them up, and it causes more damage um, than right. if they found yeah. a, 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 good, a, a good regression therapist. Uh, do your research on it. Um, someone that's been doing it three years, four years, just, just wait and find someone that has more experience um, and do your due diligence because if you pick the wrong one, it's just like when you go to get ener- have energy work done. There so many people out there do energy work, but some of the people that do energy work are actually harvesting off of you consciously or subconsciously. Um, they haven't dealt with their own traumas. They don't have their own frequency in check, but they're out there doing the work anyway. So, you right. know, it's the same thing there. You've, you've really got – to do your due diligence. If you're going to let someone touch you or dabble in your mind, be very, very picky. Yes, that's great advice. And I agree wholeheartedly, having been a therapist for many years. Yes, and that is all good, good, good information and how to find the right person to work with and get the memories to surface in the best possible way. So, my goodness, with all that's going on in your exciting life, and you have a family, too, that lives yeah. with you and needs your time. I don't know how you do it, but it's been so great having you here, Corey, and my goodness. it's Tell people again, if you would, best ways for them to reach you, support your work, etc. Yeah, you know, please uh, look into the lawsuits and start holding people accountable. If you want to consider yourself a responsible part of the community, uh, educate yourself by going to lightwarriorlegalfund.org. Also, you can reach me if you have information or questions through corygood.com or ascensionworks.tv, which I think every light worker should go and be a part of right now. Um, there's mm-hmm. great content coming out, and we're going to give you an opportunity to share your own. Uh, but also, DisclosureComics.com, uh, please support us there. Uh, we're going to have, uh, hopefully, if we can get the funding, uh, you know, we have a video game 
a person approached us, six, the game's 60% developed, we've played a demo, it's going to be like a multi-million dollar game, we just need to get the financing. And then, you know, we're, which we're, we're working on, you know, it's the holidays, so all of the financing companies don't want to talk to us until January. But, you know, yeah. follow yeah. us there right. and uh, su- gone. support us. Yeah, just support us mm-hmm. uh, in any way that you can, and, and we'll, we'll appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you and all the great, great work and truth-telling that you're doing, Corey. It's, it's always such a pleasure to have you here with us for this evening, and the time's gone way too fast. But please know that you always have an open door here if you want to come and share more information or if there is something that's coming out that you'd like everybody to know. We'd love you know, to have you back any time to be with us. So this I appreciate has just been, it. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for standing up for what's right. Yeah, always. The best. Yes, the best. All that's needed for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. So, good people Mm -hmm. stand out, quit doing nothing, you know. That's right. That's right. We've we've got to stand in the light of truth. So, thank you again for, for everything tonight, Corey. And we hope you have wonderful holidays. And please stay in touch with us. Will do. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Yes, thank Thank you. you, Take good care. Next week, everybody will be back with another great show. And until then, we will see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural.